Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I tell you, I've just been so stirred up. You know, we started this uh, series last week, uh, and we really talked about, you know, just your identities in Christ. And you think, well, yeah, I, I kind of understand that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I get that, Pastor Paul. But I'm not just talking about, like, you just say it, and you, you're just, like, going through the motions, but... Yet when, when the rubber hits the, the road, it's like that's not the first thing that comes to mind. Like, like I want you to get to the point in your walk with Christ that says, you know what, I am becoming like Christ every minute of every day. You know, Jennifer and I have been trying to find a house to buy, and, you know, it, it's become uh, the challenge of all challenges, I would say, and we're looking to downsize. So, you know, our kids are kind of grown up now. Our youngest will be moving out here, you know, in the next year or so. And we're kind of looking at this as an opportunity to downsize. Well, we have looked at dozens of houses. We have made two offers that are, were the most outrageous offers I've ever made on houses in my lifetime. And yet we have not been successful in actually getting a house. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, man, alive, you know, you can get a little discouraged, and you can get a little weary, and, you know, you just want to throw in the towel and all the negativity that comes with that. But at the end of the day, really what I want to do is I want to improve my outcome in my life so that my wife and I are prepared to retire someday and do, the, you know, other things and whatever. But if we're not careful, and I caught myself in this, so I'm just being completely transparent with you. You get discouraged. You just get wore down. You just, you know, you want to throw in the towel. But listen, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with not getting to yes every single time. It's more important that we really address the negativity that's associated with no. It's like, okay, well, uh, that was no, and I'm surprised by that, and that was no, and I'm surprised by that, and oh, I spent all this time. But in reality, I can choose to feel good about doing what's in the best interest of my own family. I'll tell you, <laughs> that, that, that's a big statement, but I think it's something we all need to do. When our identity is in Christ, we should not feel discouraged. We should not feel dismayed. We should not, you know, get in fear. We should not allow all of the negativity to mount up bigger than our identity in Christ, which has made us overcomers, it's empowered us with strength to overcome in every situation of our lives. And so, uh, Pastor Paul, I'm just uh, confessing to you guys, I already confessed to God, I'm like, God, forgive me for feeling negative, feeling defeated. Listen, at the end of the day, my identity is in you and you know what? If that wasn't the right house or this wasn't the right house, praise the Lord. I accept that, but I also accept my identity in you, Jesus, and I know that the breakthrough is coming and that the breakthrough will be better than my own plans. It'll be in alignment with your heavenly plans. So I am remaining in faith and I'm remaining in my identity in Christ 
to do what God has called me to do. And I encourage all of you, you know, if you're discouraged by your job, you're discouraged by, you know, whatever's going on in your world, you know, hey, don't give up, don't give in. Quitters are never compensated. And just understand that your identity is in Christ and my identity is going to produce an outcome beyond anything I could ever ask with my own mouth or think with my own brain. Praise the Lord. God is causing everything to work together for our ultimate good. Can I get an amen out there? Hallelujah. Let me read a scripture found in Ephesians, and I want to read verses 3 through 8. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms, because we... You and I, believers in Christ, are united with Christ. Christ means the anointing and the anointed one. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus, the anointing, and the anointed one. This is what he always wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure to do so. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. So he, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom, praise the Lord, you're free, with the blood of his own son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan at the right time. He will bring everything together under the authority of the anointing and the anointed one, Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united or whole or pulled together with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for He has chose us in advance, and He makes everything work out according to His plan. Now, listen, when God made the heavens and earth, and He made Adam and Eve, and He told Adam, hey, don't, and Eve, don't eat of that tree, but you can have everything else, He meant it. It was all part of the plan. Just remain obedient to me, and everything's going to work out. But at the end of the day, the plan was seemingly broken when Adam and Eve ate of that tree. But I'm here to tell you that that plan was not broken. That plan has never been broken, and God always fulfills His plans. Now, I don't know what it was like when Adam and Eve were here, but I'm telling you, it must have been great. 
There wasn't this uh, schizophrenic, well, today I'm saved and, and I have the identity of Christ, and then the next day, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? This is really bad. And, you know, we need to discipline our minds to understand at the end of the day that God is going to work His plan out for us, the believers, all we got to do is believe it. We don't have to jump through hoops. We don't have to read, you know, 500 scriptures a day, pray three hours a day, you know, uh, confess our sins every five minutes, and, you know, all the other list of to-dos that you could think of. We don't have to do that to obtain the plan of God. All we need to do is believe that God has a plan, and He's going to fulfill it on our behalf. That is where our identity comes from. My identity doesn't come from my shortcomings, my failures. My, my identity does not come from my sins or my past or my negative thinking or any of those kinds of things. All I need to do is say, well, wait a second here. i got to stop going down that road that, that de-identifies with me with who I am in Christ and g- jump right back in. And, and say, well, wait a second, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, am, I, I, I possess everything in, in this life that, that, that pertains to life and godliness. You know, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I have the favor, the blessing, the increase, the anointing of God over my life. And you've got to understand, that anointing, that Christ part of God, breaks every chain in our life. Every single one. And it may not happen in the exact timeline that you're thinking and all of that kind of thing. Most of the time in my life, it's like, okay, I know who I am in Jesus Christ. I am going to live today as as though I believe that. I am going to embrace the, the purpose that God has given to me. And I'm going to live my life as a righteous man of God. And I just go about my life that way. That's what I do. It's it's simple for me to do that. Just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, a brand new creation in Him. You know, behold, everything in my life is becoming new and renewed, and I am becoming more and more whole by my belief in that principle in my life. And next thing you know, the more I'm practicing that, the things that used to get me, I'm like, well, whatever whatever happened to that problem? That's not a problem in my life anymore. Wow, you know, out of that came this. And man, how in the world did all that, you know, come together that way? It, that's just incredible. You see, our lives in Christ, with the identity of Christ, should be producing miracles and signs and wonders, unexplainable things. It should take on a life of its own. To where you can literally begin to witness the power and the influence of the anointing of God that came through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is powerful stuff. God's plan is not going to fail. And if I believe that and I live that as if it's true through my shortcomings and my pain and my failures and my fears and and all of that kind of stuff... Like, I still believe my identity is in Christ, and I'm becoming more and more like Him, and the more I do that, the more I'm able to fulfill and walk in God's perfect plan like He would have if Adam and Eve had never sinned. This, this is incredible power 
that most believers to this day are not tapping into. It's simple. You, if you're going to, to church and everything's got to be some deep revelation, you're going to miss the simplicity of Christ that you're going to need to actually allow that revelation to come naturally into your life and so that you're actually experiencing that revelation, not just hearing someone talk about it. The revelation in and of itself will become your outcome in your own life. You'll be able to apply the revelation in meaningful ways as you continue to develop yourself in the identity of Jesus Christ himself. Let's read John 15, 15 through 16. Here he says, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and to produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Now, you may have some things in your world right now that you've had it up to here with. I mean, you've prayed about it, you have, you know, gotten the prayer chain involved, and, you know, you, you've done everything you know to do. The one thing I want you to understand, should you pray, should someone else pray, and they pray in the name of Jesus, You've got to understand that the name of Jesus is greater than the named thing that you're praying God will have influence on so that you can live the life that you want now. Once I pray about something, this is just my walk. <laughs> Listen, once I pray about something, that's, that's it for me. It's like, I prayed about it. I prayed in Jesus' name about it. That name is above the name thing. And I'm going to live my life under the identity of Christ. And I am going to fulfill that which God has for me to fulfill. I don't go to God with a list of problems and circumstances and situations. I go to God and say, hey, I've got this on my plate right now. I don't know how to deal with that. Please give me the resources that I need and the intelligence that I need and the wisdom that I need and the understanding that I need so that I can do your will. That's it. And that may not come right away. That, some things you know, in my life have been there for a minute. Some of those things have been in my life for a decade. I am still ultimately committed to the success of God's plan using the name of Jesus, whose name is greater than that circumstance. And again, when I'm doing that, it's amazing to me how these things that were such big problems and obstacles, it's like they don't even exist anymore. I, 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 have, I have completely 
relieved myself of having to be the, the, the catalyst for change, and I've learned to adapt the nature of Christ in my life so that the anointing of God, the Christ side of Jesus, can break every uh, form of bondage in my life. You see, if you could do it for yourself, then there's no cause for Christ, is there? But God knew you could not do the things in this life without the influence of Christ in your life. And this is the, 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 the superior weapon that God has given to us, empowered us with, to overcome the influence of the devil, who is full of deception and lies and fear and doubt and sickness and all of the things we wouldn't worship, wish upon our worst enemies. Christ has empowered us to become the righteousness of God in Him. He has caused us to no longer walk by the nature of our sin, but He has now caused us to walk by the nature of the anointing. I've got to say that again. Christ has overcome the influence of sin. I no longer operate based on my sinful nature. I operate based on the anointing of God in my life. And I choose that daily. And I walk in that daily. This isn't something I, 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 I can put on a shelf and then kind of walk away and go back to my old sinful nature and do the things I want to do and, you know, just try to be right about everything and, you know, just going through the motions of life. And then when things don't go right, I can go back, oh, there it is, praise the Lord. I, I can get my gold Bible out and I can read, you know, all these passages of scriptures in my life. Now, God does not get put on a shelf. The anointing doesn't get put on a shelf. What you need to put on the shelf, what you need to get rid of, as a matter of fact, is your sinful nature that is continuing to rob you of the plan of God for your life, continuing to rob you of the nature of Christ in your life. 1 Peter 2, 4 through uh, 12 says this, You are coming... To Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you, just like Christ, are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Though the mediation of of Jesus Christ, you offer, I'm sorry, through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone, you got to grab this, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Wow. It, it doesn't say anyone, you know, who trusts in him will sometimes be disgraced. No, at the end of the day, you will be, I mean, put on a pedestal. You, you will, I mean, rise above all of the circumstances in your life. But you've got to understand, you've got to trust Him. You've got to fully trust Him. And you've got to fully trust His perfect will for your life, which is that you're empowered to become like Christ and to take on His identity. It says, yes, you who trust him recognize the 
honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected is now become the cornerstone. The cornerstone. You are the temple of God. Jesus is the cornerstone of that temple. And we together are laid in that foundation and in that structure to become his church and to fulfill his will. And it says, he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. Praise the Lord. We think that there's a negative connotation, the world does, that, that, you know, if I accept Jesus, then, you know, I'm accepting I can't do this on my own. And, and that can become like a, a stumbling block for people. But what I'm telling you is, is all you got to do is believe that he does exist and live as though he, he exists. And you are going to receive an empowerment that you don't currently have or that person doesn't currently have in your family, uh, in, in your workplace, you know, in the, in the community, at the grocery store, wherever you're at. It's important that you help them understand that without Christ, They don't have the empowerment of God, and if they don't have the empowerment of the Creator, they're not going to be able to overcome in their lives in the same way they could if they understood who they were in Jesus. It says in verse 9, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. You can, you, you can be a, a light to the world. You, you can let people see the glory of God in operation in your life. You can do that through the empowerment and the understanding of the identity that you possess in Christ. Let them see Christ more than they see you by you making the best choices you can. says, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners of this world to keep away from worldly desires that wage against your very souls, your mind, your will, your emotions. Worldly desires, it says, I can do this on my own. Worldly desires, it says, I can go and do my own thing. You know, those are worldly desires. But be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, which you're going to do wrong, praise the Lord, that's why it says that, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. I'll tell you, God is going to come back. Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back with a sword, man. And he, we want to make sure that we are prepared for that day. Now is the time that we can get things right with God. All we need to do is confess our sins and believe in him. And he will forgive us of our sins. And he will empower us with our brand new identity in Christ. I want you to say this prayer together with me tonight. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm coming to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my unrighteousness. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, 
Come and live inside of me. Empower me to become more like Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Hey, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now, hey, let us know in the feed down below. Hey, come check us out here at this church. Let somebody in your world know that you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that you are becoming more like Christ. I want to invite you to our Sunday services this Sunday, both at 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. right here at this campus at 949 East Bell Road. And I just want to invite you. Pastor Barb is going to have an amazing message just for you. God bless you all. Go in peace and walk in your identity in Jesus Christ.